0: Get out of it, with it. put into it. it. It's, the
1: game is so simple, y'all just ain't listening. If you're chasing your dream, you're not running fast enough. Run faster. You got to work for greatness,
2: man. You got to work.
1: You got to work hard just to be good. Believe Fuck being great. So
3: imagine greatness. We're going for greatness.
2: Welcome to Desire to Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world. Drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. So I'm back with another episode of the podcast. And yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a big break because I've just been mad busy, but I've just been kind of like been trying to focus on what I'm trying to do and trying to complete what I'm doing. So yeah, and I've really like put a lot of effort in this podcast. So now I'm on Spotify. I'm focused on monetization. I'm focused on ad revenue. I'm really trying to, um, yeah, just do the things I'm saying. That's the whole point of this, right? It's about being the example. I'm not just person that talks about it. you can see me actually building in blocks. So For me, this is my podcast. My music is in this. So hopefully, you know, things can happen in terms of syncs and stuff. But yeah, man, like the book that I'm writing, is called Why Conversations Matter. I'm going to drop it in 2023. Um, So that's still in the works. I just basically want to find a a good um, structure to like write the book. I I can't, even music, I can't sit there and just write. I freestyle and then I pick the freestyle apart and make it into... So, so, you know, for me, it's like, I use it like that. So I kind of um, basically put um, audio notes in my phone and then take, put it into logic and, and kind of do the same thing basically. So because I have random thoughts randomly and I need to be able to capture them. Sometimes notes in my phone it t- takes too long. So anyway yeah so basically 2023 will be when I drop it. Um, at the moment obviously desire to inspire sports with mentoring with the youth and working mainly in West London so we're incorporating sports with mentoring because it keeps kids active. We do boxing, basketball and football and we're focusing on 12 to 15 years old that's like year 9 to 10. So, at the moment, in term time, we're working on after-school clubs um, and Saturdays. So, in the half-term, which is basically Christmas, we've got another um, another club, and that's going to be running for just before Christmas, basically. So, yeah, when it comes close to the time, I'll update what we're doing. So, basically, the topic of this podcast really is about taking risks and kind of like coming out of your comfort zone. And comfort and convenience, you need that kind of moving forward, right? And it's all about growth. You don't want to be in the same position you are for years. You have to take that risk. Like even one of my guests just now just spoke about how he came here two years ago. You have to have that kind of mentality of like, yeah, it's scary, but you still got to just go for it because you're going to grow. So one of the books that I'm reading at the moment is called "15 um, Laws of Inevitable Growth" by John Maxwell. And one of the there's like 15 laws, and one of the laws is basically law of consistency. So anything you do, you need to be consistent. And you have to do it multiple times. And yeah, sometimes you've got to do it. No, most of the times you've got to do it when you don't feel like it. So the main thing is just keep doing what you're doing and refining it every time. So that's that. And, you know, we're going to talk about business. We're talking about mainly the cash flow quadrant. If people don't know what the cash flow quadrant is, I'll break it down quickly. So there's basically four tiers how people make money. is employed, self-employed, big business, and investor. So... That's another book as well. That's basically a spinner of the rich that poor dad. But basically, you need to basically understand how you're going to go from an employee to an investor. Investor is how you get rich. Um, and stop trading your time for money. So if you trade your time for money, you're never really going to get ahead. And it's about really understanding how to make that transition. And we'll speak about that today, going from ground zero, whatever age you are. We'll speak about that. Um, so basically, one of the events I went to recently, because you know I love to network, was called the Invest Fest in Europe by Only Leisure. That was amazing the Royal Albert Hall. I met some amazing people. Wall Street is like, he's, he's basically doing what I want to do. I want to be a living, proven example that wherever you come from, you can make it and change the aesthetic and the the outlook of how successful people are. I'm not saying anything bad, but there always is this white male wealth kind of look, if that makes sense. So people always think that you need to be white and wealthy or most people are white or wealthy but there's wealth all over the world. People need to see examples. Even the whole thing of like BAME and being like an Asian in tech, like that's a thing but it's not a thing when you're white. It's just normal right? So we're trying to change these things that everyone, no matter where you are, could do anything you want to do. So like I said, investing is important. Investing in real estate. Obviously if you want to listen to um, from the estate to real estate, please listen to that episode. I have some amazing guests. Talk about their journey. Um Investing in stocks. That's another episode that's going to come up soon with my boy Max. Investing in crypto is what we're talking about today with these guests more in depth. And starting a business. I think the main thing about starting a business is that you're not going to fire yourself. I think we're fighting too much to you know, have a position in a company where you can just create something. Small or big, just like Dane Dash said, is about having ownership. So that's it, man. So for me, you know, it's about creating businesses. But working hard in it is key. But main thing is scale and automation right, through systems that work while you sleep. That's really what you're trying to do. So at the moment, you know, people are using apps, people are using systems. You go into Tesco's, you go to McDonald's, everything's self-service, self-service. So we're moving in that direction. You know, it's, it's sad to say, but we're getting replaced by machines. So that's just how it is. So there's two books that I'm going to recommend, one called The E-Myth by Michael E. Gerber, and one called The 4-Hour Workweek. And the main thing about both of these books is about creating systems, basically. So there's VAs, there's virtual assistants, these things are about to replace yourself and let your business run like a machine. Um, so basically, the main things I want to focus on for me, my main three areas is entrepreneurship, mentorship, and uh, leadership. So that's why I've created my Desire to Inspire Foundation. I'm trying to create generational wealth. And the importance of leadership is to basically carry on the baton to the next generation. Unfortunately, we all get older. We don't want to get older. But... The young kids are getting older, and who's going to take that position? Who's going to be the next leader? There needs to be someone that's basically guiding the next generation. So the main thing that I've seen with some of these youth that I work with is they're struggling. The parents are struggling to cover the basic needs, which is food, clothing, and shelter. Right? These things are very hard for parents, and sometimes you know, if you're a single mum, dad's not there, even more of a strain. So now, today, 2022, inflation rates have gone up. Like we can really see low-income families really struggling. I had a kid tell me, "Oh." If I fail my GCSEs, I'm just going to trap. I'm like, nah man, you shouldn't think like that. So it's about really getting these kids out of that mentality because you know, because literally things have gone up recently and parents are struggling. So the last book I'm going to drop before I introduce my guests is called Money and it's called The User's Guide to Taking Control of Your Finances. And the reason why I drop in this book is because once you get your personal finance right, you can go into any area. Personal finance is the bed of every business. If you can't manage your personal finance, how are you going to run your finance in a business? So, that's where we're talking about investing your money and not being a consumer. So now I'm going to introduce three, f- actually four of my guests. And we're going to talk about crypto. So you can go first.
0: Hello guys. My name is Pian Wu. I'm a British Korean, um, artist slash, uh, music manager, A&R. And I'm one of the people that, who created the first K-pop NFT band in Korea last year. And, uh, Love it to me, all of you. Wow, love it. Yeah. All right, go on.
3: Uh, My name is uh, Cairo, Cairo Sean. I'm a full-time music producer and engineer, um, and recently just became part of the Shuriken Sounds team.
0: Hey,
4: what's good, people? It's your boy, Ninja T. I'm a multiple business owner. I used to call myself an entrepreneur. I'm 27 years old. started my entrepreneur uh, journey since I was 11 these days i like to call myself a futurist i feel like that's a that's an even more fitting title i feel like i'm living in the future in terms of um how i how i maneuver um so my main businesses are blockchain sensei which is a black and asian owned multi-financial literacy and web 3 solutions company so we teach financial literacy stocks crypto nfts trading um to um high net worth individuals corporate institutions and universities including but not limited to um cambridge brunel imperial college and then we build software as well and we're involved in a world called vc which is venture capital um i've got another company called shuriken sounds so my three uh boys who are with me now they're my they're my co-founders so shuriken sounds is a multi web three music business so it's kind of focused on position in artist music in the uh, the future of the metaverse and NFTs etc and then I've recently got into real estate so I got a company called visionary accommodation and we got um five flats in the portfolio at the moment
2: love
3: okay
1: <laughs> my name is Camp. um songwriter artist rapper producer uh hailing from Birmingham born in London raised in Brom, uh, but a Brumtown native though and uh yeah artist and a member of the collective wild humble uh the creator of sage Clan entertainment which is also a brand and a member of suric sounds
2: no i love love man you look thanks for coming man i appreciate you lots of time and you know for me like i said in my book man like why conversations matter because they're bloody matter man like you're not going to get anywhere unless you open your mouth and talk to the right people and like the energy in it like i'm a big spiritual guy if you listen to some episodes i'll talk about the mindset and all that stuff you know that's really what it's about, man. And all of us, we have that same synergy of young people trying to build a future. That like, your name, Futurist, is amazing, bro. It's like yes, that's man. that's what we're on. So I remember you were talking about like just when we came in about you mm. know having a team and like that not working out. And mm. you know what what did you learn from that, and how could you build for
0: like creating that again? <clears throat> to learn from it, um, gotta have your circle tight smaller circle the better you know all these uh what mink mill nipsey Hussle, all these rappers were saying you got to have a smaller circle Gotta tight your circle like i never exactly got it i thought i always thought having more people around it having various different people to uh go about and have them as a team is going to make it more uh creative in a sense well at least that's when i want th- uh, what i thought when i started off this whole collective thing And then I realized that the some people cannot simply be trusted, and people lie, and uh, you know even the small things to the big things, and (laughs) you kind of why why
2: do you think people lie? Like, just like
0: you know? This is really funny because with exactly the same person that I'm talking about, we we made a podcast here as well last year. Oh, the same one. Sounds the same one. Wow, this is such energy. Um, energy, energy. Yeah, yeah, interesting.
4: Can I can I just interject? See, we're not we're not here just to be yes men. This is why the podcast's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. So I would say start off with a small with a small but loyal circle whose energies aligned with you. But once you're in the game for a long time, it's actually quantity and quality in my opinion. Like yeah. I'm not one of these I've got five real friends on <laughs> on one hand. I got I got twenty five Gs that I could say them they're my guys. I could list them. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I want to say, I say my circle is quite large. Um, I got, but they're very purposeful. So my real estate boys, Shahs Mahafuj, Ridwan, um, and Zeeshan, they're like my three real estate guys. Yeah. They're not really into music. Like they, yeah, they literally yeah. don't know anything about drill, grime, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, not, they're not there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Then my music guys who are in the room right now, Cairo, Pianwu, Calm, they're into crypto, they're into investing, mm. but my main relationship with them is music. Mm. And then my business partners for crypto, they're into music, but my main relationship with them is investing and running a tech business.
0: Ah, so you, you see, but then you pointed out the very good thing about what you just said. You say you have a large sums of uh, circles of people that you can mm-hmm. r- work around with. However, the all these people that you're talking about, they are, on, they are, they are in the lo- smaller circle in a different collective for of real. your own entity. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, what my guy is trying to say is that we're trying to make the, to make a singular team to a, a single collective with us. It's a one singular goal that we are all striving for to happen. You need to make sure that you need to have four or five people. And for you, Ninja, obviously, you're doing music, you're doing crypto and you're doing all the real estate, all all these other sorts of things <coughs> that you're eventually making yourself uh, different. You're being part of the different collective is going to all team whatever you want to call it it's going to make you have large sums of circular of people but eventually you're the one that who's going to Know everyone in this circle, but not all these people individually necessarily know each other. Know you each know other. what I'm trying to say. So, so yeah. you,
2: also, you mentioned trust. Trust. So yes. You're saying that people lie and not trust. Oh them. yeah. So people what lie. makes you? Because I feel like people are very, especially mm. when you get older. When because mm. I work with youth, yeah. Youth can lie to you, and you'll know it straight away. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. I think as you get older, you learn a way to like be like manipulative a little bit. Mm-mm. You're gonna say something. Yeah, Sorry. Can I answer yeah. That? Go on. I go think,
3: on. I think one answer to that is. um the fear of like not holding up the end of the bargain okay so i think i think people people sometimes bluff to buy time they would they would bluff to get their side Mm. of things and 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 take from you instead of actually give so some people some people might lie and say yo like i can i can do this for you i'm i'm this and that and maybe not necessarily follow through all the way sometimes in business that happens um sometimes in teams that happens as well Mm. um but I guess ultimately, like to keep that team stronger, if that's someone who that definitely see potential in, then you know you gotta keep that faith in them and hope that they eventually pull through.
2: And I would say that like, no one's perfect, and I feel like being too vulnerable sometimes is. People say it's a weakness, but I rather say I can't do it than let you down. So for me personally, I I'm big on three things: right punctuality, communication, and organization. Mm. I put these on my standard and I learned that I can't put them on everybody because it's kind of borderline selfish wait, wait, but say
4: that again punctuality yeah, communication
2: yeah organisation and
4: organisation
2: so mm. that's why I've been real with you guys right, what, what write that for. down <laughs>
4: write
2: that down yeah man love man Like for real because like, trust me I'm really observant innit? and I know that no one's perfect and I get it mm. but we're trying to get better over time and how do you not get better with feedback so I'm never going to be the guy that looks at something and not saying it I might not say it for everybody but I'm saying look he needs to pattern up here, 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 especially when you work with me. So I think what a lot of people do is they have people around them, and some people have small flaws, but they don't say anything. And mm. then it manifests, and then it gets too big, and you're like, look, bro, you should have patterned up, but you should have said to me yep. when it first happened. It but people don't like 100. getting told what to do. Peter's a yeah. little ego stuff ego, involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: prevention's better than cure.
2: This even this even the book drop, but ego is the enemy really showed me a lot with Ryan Holiday, right? And he was just saying basically have someone above you that you're learning from have people around you on the same level and have someone that you're teaching that doesn't know nothing. So all of these people will be able to control you at a level where you can't be... Because sometimes it's like, when you argue with someone, it's just like a difference of beliefs. Mm. I've never argued with a girl in my life. People might think I'm lying, but I, I'll be real with you. I've mm. never argued with a girl because I listen and I'm empathetic and I kind of understand from her perspective. So she goes, oh, you're my, you're my boyfriend, but you don't call me when you go out. I'm thinking, you're not my mum. Why did you, why are you even ask me that? But mm. She's doing it because she cares, bruv. So that's what I'm saying. People straight away go to the defensive of, oh, why are you trying to, you know,
0: Mm-mm-mm. follow me
2: and see what I'm doing? And now nah, they just care. And women are just like that naturally, right? They're just loving and nurturing. So understanding that of a person or a female stops me like, arguing with women. So mm-hmm. yeah, I went into a tangent about that. But yeah, what are you going to say, I, something? I
3: think I think that's what makes a great leader as well. Uh, mm. it's someone that can call you out someone that can take you and take you to the side and, and let you know where you can
2: the best be. people i learned from right are people that told me stuff i didn't want to hear mm. and i feel like both my parents are brutally honest like and it comes to the point where it's like rude and you're like wait <laughs> but your parents always want best for you always so even if they say something you don't like you don't agree with listen to it and that's i had to learn it for myself so my mom would say something to me my dad would say something and i'd be like like no like they'll just they don't have the filter or like wait until you're on their own they'll just say it when they see it so I have a little bit of that but I kind of find a way to kind of do it when necessary you know there's a time and a place for everything right so I don't want to embarrass anybody but I'm saying that when it comes to a point okay this is what needs to be said and then your response to it shows me everything like if you get angry Mm -hmm. then like okay cool if you get defensive then like okay cool if you be understanding like wow you really feel like that you know what I mean I remember Mm -hmm. one time my brother said oh you're you're a bad big brother. Like I said, I said why? Let's have a conversation. I was like, you're not around enough. Okay, cool. Bro, how many how many people are doing how many big brothers are doing all of these things? Mm. None of your friends. So I'm not doing I'm not away because I don't want to be. I'm away because I'm trying to focus on doing stuff like this. Did that make do you know what I mean? So I had to understand again what he what he was coming from. Mm, so mm-hmm. yeah, I think building a team is important, and what you have is good because you got different people in different areas for all the stuff that you're doing isn't it. Because you're one man, you got one man, you can't do everything.
0: So would you say something? No, 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 no. Yeah. I was just gonna say you can't, you can't have a, you can't have a, you can't <coughs> reach your goal or at least the business goals uh, or any goal in life uh, on your ones. And you gotta have a group of people to work together to get that goal. Can I, can
4: on. I, can I say something that's very important? Yeah, of course, of <coughs> course. So, this is this is to all my people building businesses. So as somebody who's tried, failed, tried, failed, tried, failed, and now seeing some sort of success in my business ventures, one of the biggest lessons I learned, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give two business lessons. First of all, <clears throat> especially when you're doing business with friends, you need to establish roles. So you've got to think of it like an army, right? You've got to decide who's the CEO, who's in charge, who's number two, who's number three, who does X, Y, Z. <clears throat> the second thing you gotta learn is and you, you learn this when you study big businesses especially tech businesses is that often the founder is not the CEO this is a very underspoken topic about so I'm the original founder of Blockchain Sensei um, started it in summer 2020 it was my business model my idea I ran it by myself for like five months and then my co-founder Michael Hardin aka Mr. Hardin he joined as my co-founder in like Late December two thousand and twenty, and then by like summer two thousand and twenty-one, I stepped down and appointed him as CEO, and it was the best move ever, because wow, we've man. excelled. And most founders can't let go of the CEO title. 10% your baby, in it exactly, like it's my baby, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My <clears throat> my appointed CEO and co-founder has more shares in the company that I founded, mm. but it's allowed me to be multifaceted.
2: Hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
4: he's 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 more sing, he's more singularly focused on blockchain sensei, where yeah, I'm now. Plan, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like he yeah, yeah. he's he's not in real estate. Mm. yet, Right. So yeah, they're they're two big lessons. You, you gotta you gotta be humble enough to know where you are. Mm. D- trust me, number two is a really good position. It's Definitely. like it's like it's like mm. slightly less responsibility than the CEO but I've still got authority, authority and everyone respects me, mm. right? Being number three is real good. Mm. Like being the technical director is good. Mm. Being the community manager is good. Being head of a department is good because then you don't have to worry about, say for business, has got seven arms. Mm. If you're head of that one arm, it means that you can focus on the thing, for example, head of design. Mm. You know what I mean? So you really got to hone down and ask yourself, especially when, when it's a team, what, what you're great at, hone down on that Mm. are you really the boss you can be the boss and you can step down or you can step up as well Mm. but as long as everybody acknowledges their position in the company that's how I feel great companies are run and unfortunately especially when friends go in business together a lot of times four, four or five friends will go in business together and then Everybody's the CEO, or everybody's in charge. It doesn't make sense. You've <laughs> yeah, got, som- you got to appoint somebody as. That's why I got burnt. We're going to follow hmm. this leader.
2: That's why I got burnt when I went a business with a friend, um good friend, actually. You might be listening to this, but it's, it's, it's tough, man, because you're automatically clashing them roles between friend and business partner. And there's a lot of ego. Nobody wants to get, like I said, no one wants to get told what to do. So like you said, when you haven't got that established early, people create that for themselves. You got to establish that from the jump. Yeah, from the early.
0: Also, I think I can add add one onto that is that if you're going to be the, um, if you're going to make, do a business with friends, then, and you're going to be the CEO or so-called leader Mm. of the pack, right? Yeah. You gotta earn those, res- uh, you gotta earn those, uh, respect and earn those le- leadership from your friend because when you're starting your a relationship with your friends, it's not, it's never started as a business, mm, right? Exactly, it was just exactly. out of love, mm. banter, you know, talk about girls or drinks, bits <laughs> and bobs, mm. and that's what we, that's how you become friends, right? And you become empathetic to each other because we're boys, we can talk about mm. our inner feelings or whatever is going on. So a lot of mi- uh, mixed emotions are involved. Uh, within the friendship now getting into the business side and then uh, what ninja was saying was um, being whole militant about the situation is perfectly correct and i do vouch on that but in order for the other them to follow you Mm. of your the goals that you're going through like you can't just tell them oh like let me i've got this let's do this together like follow me i know what i'm doing you can't be doing that Mm, you gotta mm. Show them the foundation, and then you got you gotta give give them them to the, give them something in. to work on and yeah. be like, this is what mm. I've created to mm. you guys, and then convince the man them to be like, okay, mm. I get where you're coming from with this. What mm. do I need to do? Let me do my job. Let's get this excelled. Um, um, what do you, uh, Ninja, what do you
2: look for? Say so if you meet someone new, and yeah. you're like, right, this person's got this. I'm going to do something with them. No matter what it is, music, crypto, whatever. What makes you think, right, I want to work with you? Is it just one thing, or is no, it no, cla- no, no?
4: It's it's definitely um, this is me specifically, so this doesn't apply apply across the board. But spe- sp- me specifically, I look for um, first and foremost alignment, and then value exchange. A lot of people look at mm. value exchange first, but they I look do. at I look at alignment. I look at alignment first because yeah. I got a lot going on, and there is a lot of people I could hypothetically do business with. But I'm a very spiritual and energy driven person. And and a lot of the time, I have a bucket list of people who I look to work with in the next two to 10 years, no, but, wow. not right big span. Yeah, so but not right now. So actually
2: jumping on and I don't want to talk about myself, but I only met you seven days ago. So how did you end up like connecting with me and sitting across the room from me like today?
4: So, let's give the scenario. Calm, do you want to tell the story? How, how are we he, he probably, yeah, probably articulate a bit. Better. All right, okay. So, we was at a Vertical Crypto yes. event, um, which is an NFT event in central London. Um, I was there with my Shuriken Sounds co-founder, Calm. Shout out Elsie the Alchemist, who's a uh, rapper and very, very very into the the world of web-free music, which we're going to dive into later on. And... Um, yeah, I was just in and out of the event because I had loads of meetings to to do. But the event was on from like midday to ten pm, and towards the end of the day, I met Jerome. Um, it was quite a, I would say, not a, like, heavily Caucasian event, but like slightly on the upper middle class, I would say. Yeah. If yeah. if if you, if you can agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so like, I'm I'm not talking like super. Like royal estrallons of life, but but yeah, like some 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 somewhat yeah, yeah, on the middle class scale, yeah. 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 And um, you know, like when you meet Mandem, you just you just like it, it's like one of them ones where it's just like, oh, he's he comes from a similar place to me. Like, yeah, I just yeah, I just yeah. knew within like 30 seconds, that was quick, you know wow. what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just knew he was like, oh, he's one of the Mandem, yeah. I guess, like that, I guess, like that. And yeah. um, yeah, we just vibed, man, we just vibed. And it's um, the maddest
2: thing, like, I was there for a while and I came at the end. And literally, I was about to leave. Uh, and uh, he looked at me and he, shook, he put his hand out. And yeah, I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. bruv, I can't just walk so- off. Like, so when <laughs> when he shook my hand, then we engaged in a conversation. I stayed. You know what I mean? And that, because was, there was no vibe. Because I'm a really, I observe, I'm a bit weird. I observe rooms and I observe people talking and all like, that. This guy was by himself. Can, can, I, can, I, can mm-hmm. I, yeah, can I approach these people? Can I approach this one? Oh, okay. Then I thought, mm, you know what I mean? There was no vibe. I just walk up to everybody. Like, that's not how I network. Mm. Just a bit like loose, right? Yeah. So even in clubs, when I go to clubs do I just run around... <laughs> because that's just it's like you're just blind right the you're same mentality.
0: going out after uh, chasing after the girls over the yeah, and in and clubs, clubs going and then, then, then to networking girl. events it's, a, it's the same, same thing you can have got to dedicate into the one specific herd and then like work your way around it and, and people
2: then, engage yeah. in conversation exactly. and I get it like, if you engage in conversation a random guy goes oh I'm the, right. then just like you just ruined the vibe yeah, right. yeah. so I I didn't get that so I didn't really right. speak to anybody so that's mad how I was leaving mm. and we locked eyes and he, he, you know no wait, homo wait, wait, and let me, he shook his let head me, yeah yeah no homo
4: no homo. <laughs> but, but, but yeah. let, let, let me just let me just add to that so I met Jerome are we allowed to swear or no? No. yeah
2: he was, we'll, we'll cut it out it's fine
4: okay right <laughs> Uh, Okay, let's just not, let's keep it, let's keep it PG. PG, So (laughs) I met Jerome, I messed with his vibe, I put him in my diary. So here's a key networking tip, right? I love this. So first of all, anyone who doesn't have a diary, you need to have a diary. On top of that, if you are in business with people, make sure your lives are in sync. Google Calendar is amazing, so... I literally know what my business partners are up to, they know what I'm up to, so it's never it, it, it never clashes. So I met Jerome, I put him in my diary originally for a Zoom call, mind you, we weren't supposed to meet IRL. Then I went outside and then I came back and he was talking to <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: me. Because, so which is actually quite uh, that's, a, that's a funny situation because it wasn't like you saw Ninja with me, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You met us at two separate two times. Two separate times. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and while you guys was talking, I was I was on the other side of the, you know the gallery networking, speaking yeah. to somebody else, you know, and then we just ended up crossing paths, and it's like, yeah, I spoke to you the business parts. So I'm like, wow, <laughs> energy is aligned like that, you know. So it was
2: yeah, because I didn't even know you was connected exactly, yeah, and yeah. you was black, so I'm just being real with <laughs> you. I was a black brother with dreads at an NFT event, yeah, and they, I, and I yeah. think that I want to open up this because I feel like yeah. even what yeah. he's he's saying he's doing, like he's like. Looking at it like, oh, we want to be the first black and the first... Like, white people don't even think like that. So why is it so uh, important that you have to have this black and Asian thing? And is it that under Is it that unrepresented that we need to have this label now that we're going to make this change?
4: Um, yeah. yeah, so I'll give, a, I'll give a statistic. So let's talk about venture capital, aka VC. Mm-hmm. Venture capital is one of the most important things in this world because... Um, what venture capital is is basically companies that invest in other companies for a share of, for a share of that company. The easiest comparison is Dragons Den. Mm. So in on Dragons Den, they're not venture capitalists; they're angel investors yeah. because they're individuals. But imagine venture capital is company. just like Dragons Den, but but a company version. Yeah. So, so so it's on a bigger <clears throat> scale, right? The reason why VC is so important, let's just let's just iterate why is it why why it's important is because when you look at business at a high level. Right? Shouts nineteen keys, high level conversations. Tap in. Yeah, love nineteen
2: keys.
4: What Don't. what 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 we need, um and let's just be honest, right? I say I say I say this um with some privilege as a East Asian. The way the world is unfortunately, because of history, which we won't go into it, the darker you are in in Western society, the more of a disadvantage you have. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's 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 acknowledge that. So Venture capital is so important because it is the foundation of how I would say most of the biggest companies in this world are able to exist. Mm. Like Apple, Microsoft, mm, yeah, yeah. Tesla, because there needs to be an injection of large capital, 100%. right? So yeah. for all my business business people, think big. Like don't don't think small. Like study the blueprints of of big companies. Now in VC in the UK, I'm going to give a statistic. It's it's it's, it's awful, and I'm, I'm trying to change the game. In 2021, non-Caucasians, non-Caucasian owned businesses were the recipient of less than 2% of UK VC funds. That's why it's so important to say we're a black and Asian Asian owned business. I don't have the start for black owned or Asian owned, but I can tell you that...
0: Both combined is less than 2%. Both combined is less than 2%. Combined it?
4: Yeah, so so 98.2% of VC funds went to Caucasian owned businesses. So yes, that's nice. why it's important. That's mad.
2: That's yeah. mad. That is and I've seen a lot of like, this is me speaking as a black man, right? I've seen a lot of waves of like, you know, the, the black national business show, even in VestFest. Most of the people are black. And then one of my friends I met there, they was like, oh my God, this is a... Because literally we haven't got a lot of generational wealth. And What I mean by that is not a lot of black people can say, oh yeah, my dad's got a business or my granddad's got a bit. I can't say that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my only real drive is to create that for the next generation. You understand? So mm-hmm. like Wall Street, why I love him, because he's saying, look, he's Wall doing... Street it. Yeah, he wants to be an example. And that's what for my thing is. Like I just want to be an example. So my little cousin, my little niece and nephews, be like, Raw, oh, my uncle does crypto. My uncle does this and that." So it's like mm-hmm. it can spark the brain. You know, like Puck said, it spark the brain that will change the world. I might die trying, right? But the whole point is, that I've seen someone do it. A lot of these people, why they're not successful? Well, a lot of the young people, sorry, they haven't seen it close to them. They haven't seen mm-hmm. somebody that's been successful from a young age and seen, "Wow, oh, it's possible." Because a lot of people see success as a thing that's so unattainable, like it's impossible mm, and you have to be right. a millionaire and win the lottery. That's how people think. When I say, do you want to be rich? They say, well, I'm going to have to win the lottery. That's the first thing they say. Like, why can't people say I'm going to start a business and make it successful? So one thing I wanted to ask all of you, actually, um, I'll start of you, why do you think, there's loads of reasons, but what's the main reason why you think businesses fail?
1: Businesses fail? Um, hmm. yeah, there's a lot of reasons. One, I think one of the main is um, lack of vision and dedication to the vision. Yeah. you know what I mean yeah because mm-hmm. you know one thing that my mom's always installed in me is like you start as you mean to go on mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know like you were saying before the podcast like you th- you, you, you had a um, skepticism like you, you think you take it too serious there's no such thing as like too serious you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. like because you're on point so anyone that's going to come into yep. your world that like, you're talking about is going to yeah. feel like oh shit you know I have to be on point. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you come into a, a clean yeah. house or you see a clean pavement. Like you know, I don't want to drop this. Like, I'm going to be that one. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah,
2: trust, trust, same. yeah, 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 trust, so, yeah. trust. Yeah, go on, brother.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say similarly to what Calm just said is uh, your why. Uh, all businesses start with your why. You've always got to have a strong foundation. Um, the same goes with like building houses or building skyscrapers. You've got to dig deep into the ground before you actually start building on top of the, the surface of the floor. So mm, you've you got to, you got to dig deep right and now, get that foundation right. So it always starts with your why um, and your vision and your goal and where you're trying to go.
2: What is up? That was profound.
0: So both of the men said uh, <clears throat> all the things that they need to say. So I'm going to say come up with a different uh, perspective, more of a mindset wise, um, discipline, yeah, yeah, yeah. Discipline. Uh, this is the, one of the things that I always say: discipline your dream, not motivate your dream. Motivation is emotional. Motivation is that you wake up and be like, oh yeah, I'm all fired up. Let me go and try to get <laughs> things done. But some of we all know that it's not going to be everyday motivation. It's not every day you're all fired up to do your business, do your best, do your work. Some of the days, like you know, you're you're gonna feel terrible. You're gonna feel like you're gonna feel ever so blue. And but then even even all those things happen, you just gotta wake up and then keep doing it and keep doing the things that you do. And uh one of the most scariest people that you can find on this earth is the a man or woman doing the same thing over and over and over and over and again. It's like twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five days nonstop. stop. They are the most scariest people and they are the ones that who's going to whether whether that's going to be money success or what not, like it shows them the certain standard of like what sort of bar that you have when it comes down to your quality of your work or what sort mm, of yeah. uh things that you want to achieve in life and then that really sets up uh in in life for you and you know creating a uh, generation wealth not necessarily meaning that you're going to have millions of pounds that are going to inherit to your children but it's more about that giving that mindset of okay you can start from the zero but mm. you will make the millionaire you will be the millionaire yeah, like I have zero doubt that. about doing that yeah you get what I'm saying no, I love that yeah. love so just to go back off that
1: like um, power phrasing from a quote in Rich Dad Poor Dad as well which is a quote that you referenced um, there's a there's a, there's a, a again paraphrasing. there's a quote in there that says um, the man who lacks discipline will perish to the man who does mm. you know what i'm saying so
2: no discipline is big i feel like that's such a, a um a bed of um everything you do like even me i equate everything to discipline like going gym is like a discipline right mm. like you said i get i only go in the morning so i get up at five and i go to the gym in the morning every morning i don't feel mm. like it in my bed mm. i'm like alternatively stay in a warm bed mm-hmm. Or get up and go to the gym yeah. but again like you said go to the why and the vision I want to look good mm-hmm. so if I want to be fit I can't do that laying in my bed I need mm-hmm. to get up and go to the gym and do my two hours you know what I mean and, and work so that's why it's good to kind of like push yourself to learn like, and, and that's how you grow right and that's like for me that might be the source of like depression right because if you're not growing and you're in the same position for years and years and years Then there's a problem somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important. Um, so what was your answer to? Sorry,
3: before we move on, can I add to that?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, go on. on.
3: So so literally to add to that, like literally depression is the same because even with plants, like when plants aren't growing upwards, they start growing sideways. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. depression is. Okay. Mm -hmm. In life, you're moving sideways, like you're not growing upwards. Um, but also like discipline is amazing, and the gym is amazing. Um exercise is amazing because it's good for the mindset, it keeps your your brain in motion, your brain's always moving the same with reading books is is to get your brain ticking. I'm learning boxing um, right now, bro. That's challenging. Mm, absolutely. That's challenging. Absolutely. But I love but it. One one thing I would say is like not enough podcasts and not enough people are actually talking about the importance of martial arts. Okay, Because same. martial yeah, yeah, arts yeah. is something again that teaches discipline. Mm. You know, sometimes you get your 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 <coughs> you, you get you get beaten up in, in the ring or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it there's a lot of lessons to be learned from that because you can learn like where you failed. And uh, mm. the lesson of acceptance as well. And um, if you learn that in business as well, then yeah, hundred percent. I
2: think entrepreneurship is a sport. Like I look at it like that
3: anyway. So,
4: um, to finalize our collective ideas, um, in terms of you know individual reasons, including but not limited to, it's one of my favorite phrases, including but not limited to, um, <laughs> uh, reasons why businesses fail. I'm gonna go on the end of, um, structure. So going going Gary V <laughs> one of the best things you can do is have a goal and then reverse engineer how to get to that goal. A lot of people are just starting businesses on ideas mm, yeah. and I guess this is this is adding to that as well about, about lacking a plan. Like like Gary V says ideas are shit and execution is the game. People think that ideas are so great But there's 8 billion people in the world and I guarantee someone in the world or however many people in the world have already thought about the idea. The difference is the entrepreneurs with successful businesses executed on the idea. I guarantee someone in the UK has thought about a business model somewhat similar to mine. Like the intellectual property of Blockchain Sensei isn't outstanding. We're a financial literacy company. Mm. We build software Mm. and we're in venture capital cool that's not that special visionary accommodation my real estate company it's not Mm, intellectual mm. like the the services aren't that unique shuriken sounds web free
2: music service
4: (laughs) i reckon that's pretty unique what
2: would you say to someone that says i don't want to talk about my idea
4: um i feel like respectfully i found i i I don't want to create an opinion of, of of that person i'm going to give an opinion of the people who talk freely about the ideas the amongst the most successful people who I personally know, they consistently drop i p that 's intellectual property. I give out i p all the time. All the people who I look up to nineteen keys, Wall Street trapper, the master investor, they mm. give out intellectual property all the time, mm. so i 'm not an idea hoarder i will i will I will say my idea on Instagram and tell a thousand people, mm. and I always tell people, yeah anyone who ever works for me or is in partnership with me, I dare you to steal my business idea because you're not going to execute better than me. 99% goes of the time. Goes
2: back to that because I was going to say like, basically I was talking to this girl and she wants to get into fashion and I goes, why haven't you started yet? She goes, oh, I think someone's going to steal my idea. I was <sighs> like, babe, there's nothing new under the sun <laughs> and you got to think about like you just said, there might be 50 yeah. people with that idea but that 49th person is the one that executed and made it happen. Mm. You, anyone can have ideas, that's an easy bit, right? Putting into action and to realise it, that's where the discipline and the work 100%. comes into it. So like, yeah, man, it's just maybe, about
4: maybe hoarding ideas is literally why a lot of businesses fail. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? And,
2: what? It, and I think it's even a confidence thing as well. Because like, for me, I talk about what I do, not to brash, yeah. but I'm for like I have confidence in it's gonna work. Mm. But some people don't believe it. they will be mm. like, oh well, it's just like this little thing that I don't want to share. Mm. So subconsciously, they're like, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be achievable. So they don't speak about it. So see, they the, keep the it a lie and be like, oh, someone's gonna see it. The greatest
4: it. ideas, well, just in my experience, is when you have intellectual property, you put it out. And then somebody bounces off that intellectual property, builds on top of that intellectual property. And for the final point, because I don't want to get caught up on why businesses fail, <laughs> it's solopreneurship, man. People need to let that shit go. Facts, yeah. Solopreneurship is the devil of entrepreneurship. Like, teams are everything. Mm. Every successful business person who I know has built on teams. And this notion that your intellectual property is so important and you need to own 100%. Listen, the people who own one percent of Apple have twenty billion dollar net worth. Hmm. That's twenty and nine zeros. That's twenty thousand million.
2: That's nuts. <laughs> no, I definitely want to drop that question because it's something that um, the kids always ask. And I don't even know. I do, I do youth work and stuff, and I work with the youth. And obviously, they ask me these questions. You know, they want to know. You know, why is it important to go to school and education and all this hmm. stuff? And I don't want to talk about it because I've done it on other episodes, but. I want to deep dive into the story of how we got here. So, you know, I know a little bit about yourself. Um, I don't know that much about you. But Cam, you want to start? Like, how you started? What was your upbringing like? And what got you um, doing business with your friend today?
1: My business. Um, So, a brief uh, upbringing myself. I was born in London, raised in Birmingham. uh, Youngest of five siblings. Um, A good household. You know what I'm saying? Environment. (laughs)
2: <laughs> just to <laughs> jump in what ma- what makes a good household I'm a just good
1: household um good household is well my dad he was there but he wasn't there like he wasn't you know i grew up with my i was raised by my mom predominantly so um a good household is like a strong family structure uh love communication and um yeah like that's the main thing to be honest communication like me and my older bro we're only three years apart so we're just like two peas in a pod so okay nice nice, just roll like that and then you know me being the youngest my relationship with all the different siblings is all like different in their dynamics but all close you know so Mm -hmm. that helps you know what i mean and um and my mum's very strong, strong, you know what I'm saying? So having her presence on me was very, uh, was very good. She Where you from, no like, games. country-wise? Jamaica. Jamaica, Jamaica. Jamaica. okay, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. So you nice. already know, Caribbean household, she ain't playing no games. Nah, definitely. <laughs> and how
2: was school, man? Like, I worked with the youth, so how was you, like, take me back to, like, a 13, 14-year-old? 13, 14-year-old. And, like, school days.
1: 13, 14-year-old, that's when I'm, like, exploring, becoming me more, just outside more.
2: Um, outside, outside, we're talking Outside. Both okay. outside, outside okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Outside,
1: yeah. but I was outside from like 12, but that's wow. a whole different story. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so, but yeah, um, I wasn't like, um, I wasn't naive though. I kind of, if I, when I was doing certain wrongs, I knew I was doing certain wrongs, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. And um, yeah, though, so, you know, she still, she instilled a lot of things in me morally that, you know what I'm saying, brought me to where I am today. So, 13, 14 year old me, still learning a lot, kind of thinks he knows everything. You know what I mean? Just running around, having fun, doing doing what young And then you know college uni, like after school. Yeah, college. So um yeah, so when I hit 16, sixteen, seventeen, my brother was like, Okay, you've kinda done, you know what I mean? You've you've you know, you've kinda maxed out what you could do here. I reckon it was kind of a bit of a uh, a bit a bit of a worry as well. He was like he kinda pushed the idea like, yo, you know you need to go to London and go really push forward and go pattern your shit and go do music. So I was like, Okay, cool. Um, Cause from like I'm a real hip hop baby, so mm. I've, i was rapping from the age of seven. I was dancing from younger than that. Wow! I was doing graffiti from eight, and taught myself how to produce um, when I was eighteen. So
4: I didn't know this guy could dance.
1: <laughs> yeah. That yeah. That's yeah. I knew like, every day
2: man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, ask the right hip-hop. questions, man. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so far, it's crazy. So as far as the five elements of hip hop, I I do four. The only thing I didn't do was beatbox. Oh so, wow! <laughs> you know, real hip hop baby. So um, yeah, did I move to London?
2: Um, and what made you move to London? Because a lot of people from London don't do that often. I think uni might have been the first melting pot where people were just jumping from country to city to city that I saw. That uni opened my mind to like that. Like yeah. A lot of London people are trapped in my ends of my estate and postcode. They don't really see the world enough or they don't move out of their area enough. Yeah. I know people that live in a, a dress for 30 years, 20 years. <laughs> they would never leave like... And that mentality is what keeps them there. That whole yeah. mentality. So, like, I love you two because you came from Manchester, even quick. It was like two thousand twenty-two, and you came here. That's a jump, it's, right? Yeah, and did you did you have anything planned when you came, or was it just like you your family here, friends, or just?
1: Um, I was supposed to go to you know Elam, is yeah. it uh, East East London Academy for Music? A I, child. Yeah, go I've heard of it. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to go there um, when I. I basically got in, but because my grades weren't, my grades wasn't reaching their criteria, I never got let in. So from that, that's when I ended up in uh, BCE. So then, yeah.
2: And then yeah. you said when you went there, you had all these guys that were making music that you could connect with, that were oh, big yeah, names. Yeah. So oh I
1: yeah, yeah. I was in class with uh, M1 on the beat, MK the plug. outs to you, man. You man, I'm proud of you. Mob's wavy. Yeah, six, um, six. Yeah, sick. man. Um, Roundtree, Roundtree to produce. He was shooter yeah. as well, so all tight, tight, all tight, them. So how
2: did you link up with my man? And was you always ambitious? Did you always have ideas that you wanted to take your music to another level? Yeah,
1: so for me, um, like you know, one of many reasons, but like uh, one of the you know reasons for me coming out of London is like um, I got to a point where I couldn't like rely on. People to to get my music out. It was just me being a rapper, and it was hard to just have that one skill. Mm. So I knew that I had to teach myself in order to make beats. So then, yeah, I, yeah, then I can that would be the next level. That would be the next level. So once I got the hang of that, up to up until for the last two years or so, now I've realized okay, now I need to learn how to mix, master, and engineer. So now I can just do the whole thing myself. I write the tune, mm. make the beat, mix, yeah, master Six, yeah, six. You, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, self sufficient. Over the over the time, I think. um it definitely built me and made me myself sufficient.
2: I think, like, this is me being biased. I feel like music and... or well, being a musician and an actor are the two hardest things to break into. Yeah. Um. Because I've seen it. I went to drama school as well, so I kind of saw actors trying to really be a... You know, and if you're a black actor as well, I think that's very hard. Yeah. Um But obviously, we're transcending now. Like, we're seeing a lot of new things happen, mm. which is why I like all of this NFT crypto. It's all exciting yeah. to me, you know, and even in music, the Web3 music stuff we'll talk about later, that's something I'm very interested in because it's another wave of something new. I remember yeah. when streaming came in, people were saying, oh my God, music's over. Yeah. I remember when Napster came, that was o one, o two. I was in school, they used to download songs for free. Don't do music, the music industry is dead. It survived 20 years later. <laughs> so we're, music was the first industry to get hit and it just you just have to evolve, innit? Yeah. So, yeah, so basically, man, your story's good because you've obviously moved from where you, where you were from that you know and you came here and it started in your life. So, yeah. Definitely, you need courage as well. You need that courage to say, "I'm gonna do it," and that confidence. Sometimes you're not always 100, percent, but you just gotta go with your gut in it and just go yeah. go with it in it. Yeah. So, how do you link up with my man to start the business and work with him?
1: So, um me and Ninja's story is actually quite. It's pretty funny. A uh, guy from Brom and a guy from manny meets each other in uh, Rotterdam at New School Rules Music Rot- Seminar. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. um Which is a dope place and. Um, we just both both heard each other spit and was like, yeah. We, you know what I'm saying? And we met through a mutual friend as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: just, just for the record, as well, to yeah. plug in, I'm not getting paid to say this, but New School Rules is an international hip hop and RMB festival and conference for artists and music industry people only. Yeah. Sick. Mm-hmm. Sick. yeah, yeah. It that. happens around April times. Okay. You know, I've not been since 2019, but I went 2017, 2018, 2019. I recommend any. Um, Anyone in hip hop and R and B? Anyone who makes black music or is in or is in that world? Golden. I recommend go there. Yeah, Definitely. at least once.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least at least we met in seventeen. So from when we met, we just clicked, and then we was cool for since then. And then um, when the when the crypto, uh, let's say the whole crypto beam happened, the bull market, the bull run. Hey, I put
4: you on before the bull market. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the two thousand and twenty. <laughs> no facts, facts, facts,
1: facts. put He put me on before. before the. You know what I mean? Before there was like only it was in the beginning stages actually yeah because it wasn't really a rumble like that like so me and my bro we kind of like got the whispers of like yeah, a crypto game and you know mm. and literally as we've got the whispers ninjas called me and was like yo <laughs> as i've literally just started crypto he's like hey yo <laughs> boom boom, have boom, he did this did that i was like nah he's put me on a bunch of game you know what i'm saying I Still still fact, like ninja, ninja to this day because yeah he helped me he helped me flip a little you know what i mean it was a good you know so um yeah he put me onto that, and um that's when he was starting up blockchain Sensei. and um yeah so as over time for the past two years he's been he's built that company, so as he's built that company um he was like you know i wanted to I wanted to be involved in a company because i'm a i was like an early investor with yeah, yeah yeah but then he was like, you know what there's a better you know what I'm saying? We could do that, but we, we got something better. So mm-hmm. waited a little bit, and then he came up with the Shuriken Sounds idea, and then that's how we've come to formulate oh. this right now.
4: Love, Yo, if love, you want know a story love. of how to empower your friends? Yeah. My guy was asking to intern for Blockchain sensing and oh, I'm like, yeah. just 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 hold off from that. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't want you to be an intern, bro. Pride I want design. you to be a co-founder of another company.
2: Bad. Allow the internship. So what? <laughs> so what? Like, did you see in him that was like, you got to be that position rather than the one you're offering?
4: Let me touch upon this. Foundation for a great business. Loyalty. I don't need to question Calm's loyalty. Mm, like He's been dead there. Sick. Get yeah, me throw apart, throw in parties. He's there. Yeah. Drop new music. He's tuned in. Conversations we've had in the past five years. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. This guy's never let me down. I've never felt one ounce of bad energy from him. Do you get me? So it just made sense. Perfect. It just made sense.
2: And we'll go to you now. So... Talk about where you come from. I kind of know a little bit, but this is for the audience. Yeah, and for sure, man. How you got to where you are today, because you're, for me, looking at it like you're a very ambitious young man. You're like me, you've got so much different things. And, you know, even what you spoke about your father as well, that was really that resonated with me. And that yeah,
4: I'm like, very, very proud of my parents. Yeah, man. So, so t-
2: talk about your upbringing and where you are today.
4: Yeah, man. So, I'm um, born in Indonesia, in Jakarta, capital of Indonesia. I was born in 1995 in Indonesia. Um, to uh, a woman called Irreflita Dahlan. Shout out to my mom. Um, love my Shows mom. Up. She's um, she's a serial entrepreneur. Very, very hardworking woman. Used to be a dentist. Um, but yeah, quit, quit, quit that in, in, in pursuit of entrepreneurship. Um, in Indonesian culture and many other um, cultures. Oh, for those that don't know that, um, Indonesia is the fourth... Here's some geography. Indonesia is the fourth most populous country in the world. So it's China, um, India, America, then Indonesia then nigeria number five i believe um and indonesia is the highest most populous islamic country in the world so there's more muslims in indonesia than any other country so in like a lot of islamic islamic cultures the um the 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 woman keeps their surname Mm. so yeah so my mom so I'm the product of an entrepreneur and um and a developer uh, which is my dad so we came to england in 1996
2: Oh, years, so he was like one,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, wow. we came to England in 1996 because my dad, my dad got a PhD scholarship to study uh, computer science. Um, anyone who knows like a lot of Asians around my age, some will have a similar story. Like, basically, in the 90s, that was like a tech boom, okay, so England well. imported a lot of uh, masters and PhD. Um, how would you say this? Scholars. Uh, scholarships. Yeah, yeah, scholars. And then obviously, like a lot of immigrant families, he graduates in, graduates in 1999 and then goes from a one-year visa, two-year visa, a five-year visa, permanent oh, okay. residency, and you just end up staying. Wow,
2: that took long. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> do it from day one. No. Yeah,
4: yeah. I didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't have a British passport till I was like 17.
2: So you came here at once. So you went to school here, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. So was you I always like academically bright? Was you always into tech? Was you always into numbers? Like I
4: was... Um, so I've always been like... Um, practical information person so I did I did pretty good in school like I wasn't like a star across the board but I'll be honest school is kind of easy for me um, so if I tried hard I would have been a straight A student but I just never saw the point in trying hard um, why why me, so so first of all education is very important um, any school kids listening to this do 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 get your grades because um, at the end of the day whether you use them or not it's something to be proud of and at the bare minimum it's like every every kid wants to make their, their parents proud, right? 100%. So like, yeah, do do it, do it for your mom, do it for your family, do it for yourself, and ultimately, better GCSEs you get, the more options you get for college, etc.
2: So, do you feel like you're too ahead of the game for education? Yeah, I've
4: always been a bit of a futurist. I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur from 11 years old because because like parents. Because um, of your mum? Because okay. of my mum. And then I, I started selling sweets in school. Okay. And then, yeah. yeah, when I was 14, I had an econ business. And then I got I got my dad banned off eBay. Oh, um, you're the eBay business? Yeah, yeah. So when I I bought I bought fake Game Boy games from Alibaba. This guy.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, selling Pokemon cards, et cetera. So, yeah, always been into tech, always been into business. Um... Finished school, got a full-time job at the place I had a part-time job in, which was like a computer repair shop. Studied, studied um IT and business and economics uni. in college. Oh, college. Yeah, okay. I'm not a gap year student that never went, so um, <laughs> mm. I got accepted to do economics and Japanese at the London Business School um with deferred entry. So I finished college in 2013. I was supposed to go to uni in 2014. Um, don't do this, kids, but I did actually lie to my parents and then told them that I was in uni, but really I was just travelling. So then they found out by like January 2015, <laughs> so
2: how did they find out? Tell me, back there. What was oh, it? I
4: just had to own up, you know. Oh, I mean? you just came yeah, to them and come clean. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was pretending I was in, I was in uni, but really I was in Germany. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just enjoying my life. Um, I don't, I don't recommend any of this to, to anyone. But why can't so.
2: you just be honest though? Say, look, this is where I am now. This is what I feel. Was it just too I mean, much? To, yeah, like...
4: my dad has a PhD and my, my mom has a master's, so
2: so you, yeah. see, you felt like you had to. I like... had to. I had to. Fair had enough. To. Yeah, and yeah.
4: and it's it's hard to get in LSE as well. Um, LSE is a big place, yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Most of the
2: investment banking that goes on the Mayfair, a lot um, of them are like graduates from LSE. I, I was
4: very lucky. Look, right, this is the thing. Education is an absolute must. University is not a must. What is a must is self-awareness, going all Gary V. You need to ask yourself who you are mm. and what is your best learning, ob- like what is your learning style and mm. what are your objectives? My objective, right, is to be a multiple business owner. Mm. And most of the successful multiple business owners don't actually have a degree. doesn't mean that a degree can't help, but anyone who wants to be a, anyone who's academic and wants to be a CEO and wants to be a multiple business owner, you should go to the university. I would actually challenge that you don't go to the university with the best business course. You go to the university with the best business connects.
2: Hundred percent. I'll spudge you on yeah. that. And you know yeah. why I say that? It's I, be-
4: if you can get both, like education no, and like, connects. But pick, pick the pick the connects and the intern. And the reason why I always go, go, go back
2: to like program. to the schooling. And you look kind of younger than me. I'm in my early thirties, mid thirties, but like late twenties. I look at like the education system was an industrial revolution, so it was made for us to have jobs, right? Mm. It wasn't made for entrepreneurship. It wasn't made to have a business. So like when you have that kind of like you said patterned in your life and you like you're going home to that, that's like another world, right? You know, we're taught in the world that like, education is, is the key, right? And like, I was forced, not forced to go to uni, but it was pushed down my throat. It was taught, like, go to uni and all this. But the one thing I got from uni, I'll be real with you, is like I said, that demographic of seeing people from different parts of London. And it's the first time people might have moved to London and moved out of London. And there's this whole kind of like social experiment. All my uni friends are the ones that last the longest. Not even my school friends or college friends. And even at that point, when you're at university, you're more se- you're more serious about life. Like You're older, isn't it? You're not young, young, young. So even when you ask a kid, what do you want to do when you're 14? They shouldn't ever know, really. Because your plans always change. Mm. Some people start something when they're young and they know and they grow in that industry. But you always change. You know what I mean? Yeah, go I'm, I'm
4: going gonna, gonna to say one more thing and then pass the, pass the mic to um, Cairo and Wu. Mm-hmm. So Because I know there's lots of young people listening to this, right? Yes. At 27 years old, I didn't love a girl till I was 23, and the majority, and I've only ever been in love once, and um, because I know a lot of like kids these days, you know, getting relationships, love, or whatever, <laughs> right? So yeah. I, I, I feel like that is a great lesson for 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 for, 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 for younger men. On top of that, 90% ish of the most important people in my life right now, I met at 22 years old or older. Mm-hmm. Mm. So anyone here who's under 22, like 18, 19, you feel like your circle's not the one, I had to get circles, start distancing, cut people off, start again, start yeah, again, start yeah, yeah. again. It's okay. I think
2: the best people you meet in your life are later in your life. Yeah. I yeah. genuinely believe that because you got to a point where you can sort people out a bit more. You kind of had a few relationships that gone good, gone bad. So you kind of know in a way, just to jump before I go to these guys, How did you start what you're doing now? Was it just something you saw that you could start? And did you have resources? Because a lot of people don't have resources to start, uh, might be capital. So how did you start your business?
4: Um, Definitely the the number one driver was not capital. The number one driver was network. Because Mm. your network is your net worth. And that's why you should continue to meet people, go through the trials and errors and, and, and... like literally anyone who has not been snaked in business yet <laughs> expect that someone's gonna mm. steal money off you so people are gonna let you down you know what i mean happens, man. expect them. Man expect that a girl will leave you for another man <laughs> when you know young ladies expect that you know your current boyfriend mm. they might cheat they might or they might be cheating like all this heartbreak is good mm. because i'm gonna unwrap f- it like this july 2021 was the hardest year of, 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 of my whole life so far. This podcast recorded in November 2022, for the record. So July 2021, in that one month, I broke up with the love of my life and four of my family members died in one month. Wow. That was a hard month. Of course. You know what I mean? Wow. But by August 2021, unstoppable.
2: So what did you learn from all these losses?
4: I learned that I can bounce back from major pain that I'd never felt before.
2: Love, love. Now I like I like your story. So we'll go to my man. Even though you're filming, you can take the phone for him if you want. Yeah, right. Um, and we'll go. You can maybe take, take one of these chairs and kneel okay, down. Yeah. So, yeah, brother. That's what I like, man. So I was Yo. gonna just quickly chime in now. Like you guys you always, always got unlimited so memory. So far, man. <laughs> Great <laughs> stories, great insight, and that's the whole point. Is that collective of minds and getting. That's why I'm asking all these questions because it's like getting the kids to understand certain things, and obviously. We're always learning, you know. And I'm a person where you never hide in knowledge. So you need to always understand. And how you understand is ask questions. So if I button and ask questions, it's only because I'm curious. So yeah. Let's talk so, about your story, uh where you came from and where
3: you are today. Great. So um it all started uh born and raised in South East London.